Um, great weekend. We've got the AFL Grand Final this afternoon. We've got some terrific racing at Mornington as well. We just had a chat about that Randwick meeting with Brett Baker and also Mickey Gannon there in that first hour, thanks to Pickle Bet. And Mitch Lewis joins us. He was superb last night on SEN track. He just dominated proceedings and he joins us now. He's on the quick backup. Hello to you, Mitch. Hello, Gareth. Yeah, it was great to be on air last night with that meeting. I was I was a bit taken for words watching those two superstars run around and break the track record, though. It was super. What did you make, first of all, of Imperatrice? Like, a, she, I thought she was very good the other day, of course, with McEwen, but I thought it was just a perfect setup for her first up over a 1,000 when the pace was on and then Giggy Kick made that move and she just had the last crack at them, but... I thought she was better again last night. Like, as far as a, she, she's a gun horse over a thousand, and she had that perfect run for Mitch Aiken. She shot clear. I thought, well, I don't know if Imperatrice can run her down, but she went straight past her. Um, yeah, she's the best sprinter in the country, bit... Australasia. I don't, you try and find me a better sprinter than her at the moment. No, that's what I said as well. I sort of said. We we discussed that maybe she'd be a little bit soft second up staying at the 1,000, and that's where she might be vulnerable. But you couldn't tell, could you? When she pushed the button, that acceleration she's got, and I'm, I agree with you. I reckon I said to Damo last night, I, I can't think of anyone else in Australasia that can do that at the minute. So, And you and me were bullish as for her. I think she's got a group one in her somewhere. Yeah, I, I think – I wonder if she'll get any calls regarding an Everest. I, I think 1,200 metres in that class sees her out. I think a thousand metres so, to yeah. eleven hundred metres, maybe an Oakley Plate could be her race. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say the pressure on that in yeah. that Everest probably un- is her undoing. Yeah. So, no, she's very good on her day, and I think she's been perfectly trained as well by Henry Dewey. She doesn't run a bad race. She's a very consistent mare. Even her run in that quaker that day when she was on pace at the twelve hundred, she looked like she was going to win at the eleven hundred metres, and she just got tired. So, no, I, I. I I felt for his Fura there last night because she just ran into a, a dead set champ, a, a jet there um, for Tiako Racing. And then Amelia's Jewel. It was one of the rides of the year for mine from Damien Lane. Like no one expected him to do what he did with her from that game. I don't think even Simon Miller did. Like, and she's never been used up like that. And I was, I, I was talking to Simon the other day during the week for, at some dinner, um, when we were out for some uh, dinner and, he goes, I don't know if you could actually put her on speed, um, but Laney just took it into his own hands. And it was a perfect setup in a way because Pride of Jenny was running along. They went a track record time and she always had her in her, her sights. Um, and then once she went past her, she pricked her ears and she just did what she, she does. Um, Millie's Jewel, she just does enough. But I think she goes to the track and, I'm tipping that she might be heading to a Cox Plate now. I don't know what you think about this, but I thought she was superb last night again. Yeah, I think that would be the go for her. And that's the same thing. I thought that she could have been inclined to probably win by more, but like you said, she just likes to do enough, doesn't she? When, once she got up to Pride of Jenny, she looked like she's about to extend out by three or four, but I, I thought it was super. And Gareth, I was watching the racing.com. How long has it been since you've seen kids wearing Amelia's Jewel T-shirts at the races? Yeah. No, I was I, I went down to the to the stall area. Jacko Jacko France, who produces me there on Giddy Up on um, the weekdays, he had a few mates that wanted to go and see us. So we took we took them down and we met Simon. They met Simon, and I was blown away with the popularity of this man. They were lining up to 
three and four lines deep just to get a glimpse of her. Um, and she's such a relaxed girl as well. She she takes it all in. Um, and, yeah, she's, she's a very popular horse. There's no doubt about that. Reports were she was a little bit toey in the yard, though, as well, Gareth, which makes that run even more impressively in my mind. Yeah. Is that correct? I didn't see her in the yard. She looked relaxed when she was out the back. Um, I think they had trouble getting her into the mounting yard. Okay. Yep. I'll, I'll have to chase that up. I didn't. I didn't actually. I didn't actually know that. So she looked all right when she went out onto the track, but um, she's such a she's such a relaxed mare usually. So um, yeah, she was impressive. And they, they've they've got a decision to make. I think they've made it. They'll make it tomorrow. I think they'll officially announce it tomorrow where they're going. But if I was a betting man, I would say that she'd be heading towards a Cox Plate. Now today she's at morning to, into four fifty into four fifty for a Cox Plate. Uh, I think she, and um, the favourite was a Romantic Warrior 350. Yeah. A Romantic Warrior. James McDonald rides him on Sunday. He's he's done it over 2,000 metres before. And I think if a three-year-old like a militarised turns up, it's going to be some Cox Plate. So, um, and the Golden Eagles on that day, Legato was scratched from that New Zealand race because of a heavy track. So, wonder what she's thinking now, the, the Kelso family, regarding her campaign heading towards her... Um, the, the spring here in Australia. Makita XGT, experienced professional callers, power without limits. How do you think this Mornington track will play today, Mitch? I like the point you made a little bit earlier when you were chatting to the boys, Gareth, that it can be a little bit horses for courses sometime. It's got that little funny setup and, you know, it's got the tight little, well, not tight little term, but it's got the short little stubby straight. So, yeah, I, I tend to like to lean towards horses on speed over the shorter distances. Um, and I've got a best bet in race two, race two, number two, Midnight Charm. So this is a local horse for Clayton Douglas. He's resuming here today on his home track and he's two from two first up. I thought he was going to be advantaged by that track experience and he's going to be the likely runner that goes to the front. I think he's most likely going to get that run at the front quite softly. So over the thousand metres, I thought potentially he'd be pretty hard to catch. Yeah. All right then. So Mornington, as you pointed out, is a track that, um, sometimes some horses can handle it, some can't. Um, what else are you playing there at Mornington today? Race five, number two, Aravine's my best bet there. So yep. Aravine, I think she's found her race now. She's up to the 2,000 metres. She's hit the line quite well in her first two runs this prep, but third up's generally where she tends to peak. So she's had three third up runs in her career and she's won two of those. I think the booking of Damien Lane riding here at Mornington on her is a good positive as well, given he's in such flying form. But I just think up to the 2,000, she'll just coast in behind him. And I think, yeah, the way she savaged the line in her first two runs, um, I'm expecting her to get over the top of him. All right then, mate. Anything else? Uh, race seven, number one, Regal Power. He's my yep. value player today. I know we haven't seen him. He's seen the best of him probably since he's won his group ones, but he does have some class there. I like the fact he's fourth up. He's got a good record fourth up and over the trip. He's a winner over this trip, so... I mean, two starts back, he was two lengths behind Solcom. I think that's a pretty strong form reference for a race like this. And if he can find, dig up, you know, dust off some of that class that we know he's got and show some of those glimpses from his earlier form, I think he can give you a shake at this at a good price. All right, then. So what would be your best for the day, then? Yeah, Aravine's my best there at Mornington. Yeah, I like Panalone. What do you think of Panalone in race six? I believe I put Pam alone on top in that selection. I definitely got her in the quaddy. Oh, here. That's right in front of me, Gareth. I'm looking in the wrong spot, aren't I? Race six, number. Yeah, on top for me in that race. 
Yep. Just a good setup on speed, barrier three. Um, probably tracks in planting spirit. I was willing to risk that short price favourite in that race. And you got another one in the last race, is that right? There at, at Mornington? No, that was scratched. Oh, Miss Galore, yeah, yes. Galore. I was I was quite bullish, Miss Galore, and um, it got scratched. Yep. So I I just checked to see if she's running at Sandown tomorrow, and she's not. So we'll have to follow her somewhere else. I think she's a progressive top. All right, mate. What's your best in Adelaide? Uh, it's going to be race eight. So I'm just getting it up here, Gareth. Race eight, number two, race does eight, it? number two, does it. Yeah. yeah. I don't often like to tip the stayers, but geez, he, the way he finished off last start when he had no luck at all um, on a good track as well, which you'll get today, um, you'd suggest if he gets even luck here today, he should be savaging that line over the trip now that he's fit and firing. Go on, you mate. Love your work. Enjoy your day, Mitchie. Thank you, mate. Have a good weekend. Good luck, Brisbane, and I hope you have a good day with that double up with Amelia's jewel, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. There's Mitchie Lewis there.